Okay, the bottom of Gimel Mabes, the last uh, few words. Another memro which is unrelated to Sota, but one of the statements of Yitzhak, Rav Yochanan, Shemulezah ben Yaakov, the Gemara says, a halach of mace, tefes arba ames A mace, a corpse, is considered that the four ames around it are all considered to be concern of Tumah. And Rashi says it's Xavier Drabanan, which means we have a mace there, obviously we know that if a person is either touches it or is mild over it, is over it, or is in the oil, that's a halacha which is the rice. But here we're dealing with which is not in the rice, not touching it, not in oil. But there's a concern you may come to, if you're within the Amahamas, you may come to get close to it, and you may come to be all over it, to be to be uh, putting your, your head hand over it. And therefore, we are going to give you a dintoma, even though you haven't actually touched it, or actually not have been placed your hand over it, we can say that may, concern that may happen, and therefore we are metamiyu. So that's the halacha of mace, tofus, abamus. We find there's many halachas similar to this regarding daladamus, kever, and things like that. We always consider the four amus around it to be concerned for tumma. I just learned a halacha yesterday about a person saying the Torah or doing mitzvahs within the four amus of a kever. Tosus over there points out that it's that's the issue. It's for Amos. We don't do things which are considered to be uh, making fun because the mace can't do mitzvos. So we don't wear tzitzis out. We don't wear tefillin. We don't say the Torah within the four Amos of a kever. It's similar halacha that the four Amos of a kever is considered to be his like uh, his space. So here it's a particular concern regarding becoming tummy, and therefore we make the four Amos tummy. With Tana there we have a brayster which is a proof to this concept. Very interesting halacha. Chatzar kever. Here's a chatzar kever. This was the the courtyard around the kever. Now, as Rashi explains, their kvarim were not the witness of the way we ours were. They were more like um, catacombs, or they were right, and they were down in the ground. And they used to have like like a cave in the ground. They used to have the graves on the burial on either side of the of the this uh, cave. So they used to go down into this cave, and they used to have around the cave there was like a little courtyard around it. So if someone's in the Chatzar kever, in the courtyard of the kever, if you're just standing in the courtyard, you are tar. There's no concern. You're not actually in the cave, you're not over the cave, you're just on the side, on the Chatzar. As long as the actual the actual kever is at least four amas big, and we'll see why that makes a difference. Even if it's four tfachim, that's already considered to be tar. It's a much smaller share. It's still considered tar. When is this true? And the opening to go out of this mora, out of this cave, is on top. And as Rashi explains, the person will have to climb out, pretty much. Climb out of the actual cave to, to get out of it. When there was a, on the side, as Rashi explains, it was just going down, almost like a staircase, or steps that were going down into the cavern. Then, then everyone will agree that if it's four amis. It sounds like that when there's a when a person is in the in the dealing with a kever that has to climb upwards, that's going to be a machokis for Amis for Tfachim. But if it's Pischam Natsad where it goes down through steps, there everyone says that Amis. Where's the Klapi Laya? Adaraba. Where's that? I would say just the opposite. When you're going on the side, the steps, you're walking upwards, it's very simple to get out. And there's almost no concern that in the process of getting out, you're going to put your hands over the kever, over the actual um, place where the corpse is. You have to, 
on Belomali, when you're climbing upwards, right, you have to climb up the sides of the wall. It's a very difficult process to get out. That's much more likely you're going to put your hands over the actual place of the corpses. And therefore, there's certainly a concern that you should be a mile. So if anything, you would say that the larger amount should be necessary when it comes to the place where it's hard to get out. The Lord says, you're right. When is the machlokus which when is and says four tvachim is going to be sufficient when it's been outside, which again is simple to get out. You can just climb up the steps outwards. when it's on the top, which you have to climb out and difficult to, to actually get out of this place, then abamis. Everyone agrees to four amis to have a wider space and to be less of a concern to actually putting your hand over the place where the corpse is. And then when that goes back to our proof. We see from this whole brisa that the only concern of of a of a person going over the kever, and the reason why we're saying over here it's tar, it's clear these delineated places, that means the place where the corpse is, is inside, and there's the clear separate space between where the person is and the kever. But a mace beyond, which means a classic case, when there's a mace sitting there, just nothing delineating the place where the mace is where you are, much more of a concern, you may come to put your hand over the mace, and therefore there's going to be a tumma of four amas regardless. So we see a very clear distinction between a case where a mace is sitting by itself, and when a mace is in, is in a place where there's clear delineated, there's walls, and there's there's a place where the mace is, and then there's only a concern, like we said, when there's climbing up, and maybe you come to come to go over it, but not necessarily automatically are we concerned for four amas that you may put your hand over it. Okay, so that ends the Memories of Yerushalayim from Elizabeth and Yaakov. Now we'll go back to the our discussion about the person going out to battle, Klaus going out to battle, and who is Potter from going out. Ten Rabbanon, Asher Iris, Echalim Iris is a Basula. Whether a person is Iris into a Basula, someone who never got married beforehand, Echalim Iris is a Mana. Whether it's to a widow who was married beforehand, Echad Shemaris Yavim, even a Shemaris Yavim where the husband died and now she's falling to the brother, and the brother is going to do Tanshivim Machalitza. That is right. That person is potter from going out to battle. Even five brothers. That means only one of them obviously will do even machalitza. But there are five brothers who are technically connected to her. What? Eligible. Eligible. Thank you. And one of them died in Muhammad's Kulam Khaizun. All of them go back and do not go out to battle as a result. It says do not take and it doesn't say Loilakha. Mari says there's a Clearly, a distinction that some people do go out, some people don't. The way of, of writing it sounds like that it's not across the board. Who is the exception? That means not everyone who gets married is going to be potter from Muhammad. <laughs> who is the exception? Amana l'kayin gadol, gush v'chalutz l'kayin hedge. Like we had earlier, that if the marriage is be'isr, even though it's marriage is a valid marriage, we know that a person who marries a a grusha marries it to a coin. The marriage is is works. It's a, it's a valid marriage, but it's aser, right? Still, the halach is that that person, since it's a marriage, even though they are married, they would not go out to battle. Similar, Mamzeris and Asinah Yisrael, again, the same halach applies, even though it's a, the marriage is valid, but it's Be'isr, therefore there is no patur going out to battle. And by Sistol and Mamzer and same thing if it was a, a Jewish girl marrying a Mamzer or a Sin, same halach would apply. Gemara says, Lema, it sounds like this b'raisa, the loki v'isegli, will not, will not feel like v'isegli. Why? We're going to see him coming up that one of the other people who go back from battle is people who are scared. Now, scared can mean many different things. Simply, one shot, as we'll see in the Mishnah later on, it means just scared. 
trembling from battle itself. Basically, this is no. You know what this fear is referring to? He's fearful for the virus that he has because the person unfortunately has a virus, and that's why he's not. That's why he's scared. And he says, So it sounds like, according to Rishaglili, the reason why you're part of going to battle is not because of this pasuk, which says that if you're married be'isser, that's not considered a marriage. Anyways, you have a virus. This person is married be'isser. There's a virus that that would be reason because he's scared. So that our bias sound like from the pasuk of lokha, that's why he's part of it. It's not true. According to Rishak Lili, he's part of it because of the halacha, which says someone who's scared of virus in his hands, that's already perturbed from battle. So it sounds like the Brahista does not feel like a Rishak Lili. The Mara says no. Could the rabbi? Could feel like rabbi's explanation? You're not chayiv the love of marrying a grusha, let's say to a coin, to a um, to a coin until they actually have relations, which means that they can get married, and they're still not going to be considered over the iser. So let's say they did erusan and asuin, they haven't lived together yet, they're not over the love yet. So it can come out as follows. You have a case of a person being fully married according to a grusha and not yet did an avera because he has no relations yet. And in that case, our pasuk is telling you, the pasuk is telling you that even in that case, avera wasn't done, it's still the fact of having to be married would not be a patur because avera is, is technically the iser. Okay, the iser wasn't fully done yet until you actually have relations. But the bottom line is the marriage is going to be the iser. It is a forbidden marriage and therefore will be patur. Matam shum loyikach because the pastor does says you not being a halala. When is that going to apply when you have relations and turn into a halal? And if we see according to Rabbah's uh, proof to Rabbah that there's not going to be considered the Isra until you actually have relations. Right? Our pastor gave three different people apart from, from battle. First, someone who builds a new house, someone who plants a new vineyard. And someone who gets married. Gemara says the fact that it's said in this order, the structure of first house, then vineyard, then marriage, teaching a very interesting thing. Lim the Torah der Charetz. She born Adam Bayis viita Karen viachachisish. That in structure, first a person should build a house, have a place to put his wife, to bring his family into, then get a parnasa, have a livelihood to support them with, and then go get married. In order to have the proper structure set up, that everything should be ready before marriage and not go into marriage with a no way of supporting, no way of having a place to live, that would not be proper. When it says the first you prepare. Bachutz, that's referring to the house. Vasta besada leich zakaram, and then it says go to the vineyard. Uvenisa beischa, so we should then go get married. So you see, Shlomo said a very similar thing. These three step structure: first house, then parnasa, and then go get married. Another drasha from this pasuk: Davar Acher, Halchem Bachutz Malachtach is a mikra. It's referring to nothing to do with getting married and and how a person structures their life. It's referring to their structure in terms of learning. That the first thing a person learns is psukim. To get familiar with the background, the basics, the psukim. And then afterwards, you do mishnayis, which are based on the psukim, obviously. And then, and afterwards, it's proper and appropriate to learn Gemara. It has to go in order. You can't jump straight to Gemara without knowing the psukim and mishnayis beforehand. A third shot. 
That it makes sense that after a person first knows the structure of how to do Maisim Tevim, he learns the Halacha, he learns the Gemara, and then he can go do Maisim Tevim properly. So first learn Mikra, Mishnah, and then Gemara, and then he can go do Maisim Tevim properly. One last Pshat the Gemara says, that's Mishnah Mikra Gemara, it's saying first Mishnah, sorry, first Mikra Mishnah, then Gemara. That's and then after a person has the he learnt the basics Mikra, Mishnah, Gemara, he did Maishim Tevim then he can go, he can go deeper and delve into his, his learning even more and Mikal and accept reward for that to be able to have the ultimate ability to learn Torah with the fullest depth after he already learned the basics did Maishim Tevim he can go take it one step further ok then we continue in the Mishnah and the Mishnah said, um, and it ended off, someone who rebuilds a house in the same place that they were in until now, they're not part of from battle. It says the Gemara Tano, if you have even one row, it means that only if you build the house exactly as is in the same place, then you do not go back from battle. But if you add even one row, extra bricks, or extra section, extra part of the house, then you are going to be potter from Muhammad. Muhammad. That's considered building a new house already, and now you are potter. If you build it in Sharon, which we said that has these, that it was very uh, quicksand type of, of land, and the houses do not last there, you do not go back from battle. Tana, you need to actually renew these houses twice in seven years. It sounds like every three and a half years, these houses have to be sort of built up again. Not very long-lasting, and therefore it's not considered a house. They put it from battle. Sounds like only the pasuk if you married a woman who never married before. How do you know if you marry a woman who's married before, either she was divorced or widowed? We call back a woman, any woman, even if she was married beforehand. So why is the Isha Chadashim came out Tamalei Misha Chadasha? Misha Chadasha Loi has to be at least one one uh, one thing is important that's new to that person. Meaning, if he actually was married to her, divorced her, and then remarried her, that woman would not that person is not part of her battle. So it has to be that at least their marriage is new, even if she was married beforehand to someone else. That would not be considered a patur shein chadasha loy. That is, in the case of where they're returning the, the woman they divorced, it's not new to him at all. This person who got Avis and Nesu and he had a full marriage, that person, and we said he's for the first year, he's parted from battle. So he says, you might think he's still involved on some level. He has to be involved in providing water and food and the ways. He is parted from everything. Maybe that also applies to someone who builds a house. They did not fully um, live in it yet. Or just got iris into a woman. Also that would apply to him. That's true. In the case of where a person did iris and suing in a full marriage, that person's partner and doesn't do anything. But the people who only just built a house and didn't live in it yet, or the did not do um, yet, or the Irisin, 
those people actually are involved. They provide the water, they provide food, they mustak on the drachim, they prepare the roads for the people who are fighting in the battle. Why does it have the two psukim? It says layaver and layatsabitsava. That's telling you there's a two lav, and if a person does go out to battle, even if they got married with Nisuin, he is transgressing two different lavin, the lava layavra and lava layatsabitsava. Okay, continues the Mishnah now. The Yasifu Ashait from the Labar Alam, they continue talking to the nation, and they say as follows. It says those who are scared and soft-hearted, they cannot go out to battle. It means, as it sounds simply, someone is scared. He's, he's petrified of battle. He cannot deal with the different uh, things that are going on in the battle, the scariness of battle. To see a drawn sword, that petrifies him. He's like, he, he's put from battle. We don't want people who are cowards on the battlefield causing other people to become cowardly as well. Basically, he says, no, it's not what it's referring to. You know what it's talking about? Like you mentioned earlier, referring to someone who's scared from the various in his hands. And Terry does actually a big chesed. It's not so, it's a little embarrassing to say I'm going back because I'm scared of a virus in my hands. So that's, that's a little embarrassing. So Terry gives, you know what? There are other people also a potter. Well, the house, married, vineyard. So everyone is leaving. No one knows why they're leaving. No one knows who got married, who built a house. So the terrorist says, therefore, someone who's leaving because they have a virus, he could, people would think, maybe he's leaving for other reasons. And therefore, the Torah gives them a sort of way to cover over and have your other people who are as well. You know what it's referring to? People who, are, who did serious virus, they got married to forbidden people. Like we just mentioned earlier, and it sounds like very similar to the last opinion, but we'll see he's dealing with more extreme averis, the averis which are deraisa, and according to the opinion before, and we'll see it's even the averis that are abundant, which are not as strict, not as stringent, but still is potter. But the example of Yerusi says is more strict examples of actually deraisas, aman lekarin gadol, ekush rochutz lekarin hedjet, etc. Vaya, yechalisa sheitzim ol da'berlam when the sheitzim finished talking to the to the nation, who faktis aritzvoyis barashiyam and they appoint officers to go in front of the arm to lead the nation in battle. They also have people who are appointed to be in the back of the nation. They have people who are in front of them and in back of them. What's the people in front we understand? They lead the, lead the battle. What's the ones in back? And they have these iron rods in their hands. People want to be cowardly and try to turn around and run back. They can go whack them on their on their uh, thighs. Because when unfortunately people start running away, that causes the whole morale of the nation to of the, the of the army to fall, and therefore it's not something which you want to happen. So make sure that the people in back, anyone starts getting cowardly, you make sure he stays and does not run away. Shanamal, you find the Pasak, Nasi Sarlafani Palishtim, they were running from the Palishtim, and then it says later on, Lano Ima Venisu Anshim Sarlafani Palishtim. They started running away, so this is the, and they, and they, the Iflu Bechaleim, and they started falling, and that's, you see that, that the, the running itself, running away from the battle, caused their downfall. Hamedram, when Wenz is talking about all these Pator from battle, Muhammad Sarishus, when it's a voluntary, Type of battle. We'll see what that means in the Gemara. Al Mitzvah, if it's a mitzvah, which means to go out in this battle, 
everyone goes out to battle. I feel even a chassan from his from his uh, room from his place where he just got married. They still go out. So if someone just mamish just got married, still going to battle. Amr of Yehuda is a very similar statement, but a drop different language. We'll see what what he argues on. mitzvah. which the obligatory so really saying the same thing as the first opinion, but he changed it from a chayva to a mitzvah. We'll see in the Gemara what that what the machlokus is about. So Gemara starts off first trying to trying to differentiate between the first opinion of Rishagli, who said Averu should be Yaday, and Avesi who gave the examples of a manu l'kain gadol. Lighter Averus, Kemanos like Averus, not the Rises. A person who just talks between putting on his fill and shalyad and a shalrosh, which is not appropriate, but it's not something which is a deraisa. And that's already enough to have him go back from battle. And this is a very drabanan, not something so strict, but certainly will be enough to send him back according to Vesegli. Mantana. A person who hears the uh, the battle calls and hears the clanging of the shields, and he hears the the clanging of the of the swords. He starts. He's uh, literally goes to the bathroom as a result from his from his fear. Chazer, who does he go back going to? He's the one who said about the fear, about the that was that was his concern. You would assume, according to basically, it's only about Averus. That's the only thing why he goes back. And this price to which says about his fear of the actual battle sounds like only according to Rikiva. The word says no. I feel basically There's even according to basically he was adding on that even someone who's not so scared of of, of the battle. But just having Averus, that's already enough of a reason to go back. But for sure, he also agrees that someone who's, who's petrified from battle itself, for sure he should go back. We don't want him to cause the, the morale of, of the soldiers to be brought down by him, his fear and his being petrified. And if a person is scared enough that he's, um, this guy's uh, literally um, going to the bathroom as a result of his fear, certainly it's enough to be clear that he's fearful and send them back. Right? The Gemara says that it should be the opposite. It means what causes you to have your downfall? You start running away. Right? So the words are actually the mission of the opposite. It says the beginning of running away is going is, is falling. That's the opposite. The beginning of falling is when you start running away. And the Gemara says, you're right. Switch it. The beginning of falling is running away. That when you start running away, that causes the downfall of the, the army. By taking down the morale, and therefore that's why you make sure that no one runs away, and these guys standing in the back to whack anyone in shape if they try running away. They're actually not even arguing; they're, they're just referring to different things. They're referring to it different ways. That means that when the rabbanon referred to rishus, that of Yehuda referred to as mitzvah. And mitzvah the rabbanon, that was a chaver of Yehuda. They actually just use different terminology to refer to the same type of battle. And the Lord explains now what that means. Everyone agrees that the battle, the famous battle when Yeshua went to go and capture Eretz Yisrael, that's called the Chayva. It's an obligation. Everyone has to go and fight that. Muhammad's base David, the Rav, and David went to go and expand their borders, which was clearly not 
that's something which was necessary. You want to expand the borders of Klai Yisrael. Everyone agrees that's a Rishus. Keep leaving. When are they arguing of what's called, if it's called the Chovah or a Mitzvah, to go and minimize the non-Jews they shouldn't go in and attack them so it's certainly necessary but is that called the same level as Yeshua's battle that it's a chayv or is that called a mitzvah that's the only difference that means they're referring to the same type of battle but is that called a or is it called a mitzvah what does it depend on how, how, how important do I see the battle to go and minimize the of the Abedizara to shouldn't go in and attack us. Nafkamina, means if I say it's something which is a mitzvah, that's only going to be have the um I'm sorry, Nafkamina will be on the, on the earlier point. Do I call it a rishus or do I call it a a um, a, a mitzvah? Will part you from other mitzvahs if you're doing it or not? If it's just a rishus, doesn't part you from mitzvahs. If it's a mitzvah or a chov, then it parts you from doing other mitzvahs. Hajar lecha meshuach lechala. Okay, now we're going to go into the next stage. This is all back to the Mishnah from way back when, talking about all the things that are necessary to be done in Lashon Kodesh. The next example the Mishnah gave was Egla Rufa. Right, that's the story. We have found a corpse in between two cities. You're not sure where, where it came from, who was responsible. So you bring the Bezdan out, they measure, they bring this Egla Rufa, they bring this, this uh, calf, and they break the neck. The whole process, we'll see more about that in the Gemara. So the words of the Egla Rufa is in Lashon HaKodesh. Shnemar, you find this corpse in the ground, and the Zakanim and the Shatracha go out. You take three people from the actual Bezdan Agodu, from the 71, great Bezdan of 71, they went out. So it's unclear in the mission exactly where we see from that. Lashon Kodesh, we'll see in the Gemara, and pick up on that. But the Apostle, we were just talking about the actual situation, and tells you that the way that this is judged is three people from the Bezdan Agodu. Yehuda says, Chamisha actually used five. Shanamar, Zekeinecha, Shnayin, that's already two. Shoftecha is two more. You can't have an even amount for a Bezdin. Ein Bezdin, Shakal, Masifal, Orechad. So the first opinion said it was just use the Kenecha, just two when you add one more, make it three. And if Yehuda says no, has an extra word, Shoftecha. That's an extra telling you two more, so you have five altogether. Nimtutam Magal, if you find the corpse buried in the sand, Oh, Tali Milan or hanging on a tree. or floating in the river. Lo we do not apply the Egla Rufa. Shanamar Baadama. It says on the ground, Lotaman, Bagal, not buried. Nofal. He was like falling down. Lotalbila, not hanging on a tree. Bisada in a field. That excludes a case where the person is drowned and just floating in the water. Nimta Samach Lisafar Alir, Shuba of the Khami found the next to the border. Or next to a city that's mostly over of, of um, non-Jews, Oliir Shem Bezdin, or the city without a Bezdin, also no Rufa, and we'll see more about this in the Gemara where that comes from. A Modedin Ella Ishiyish Bezdin, because you only do a a Medida, you only do a measurement only to a city which has a Bezdin inside of it, and not to one which doesn't. So my comer, Gemara says, what's what's going on in this Mishnah? The Mishnah said. Kodesh. It brings a pasta which you don't see any proof from there, Lush and Kodesh. So what's this Shanama? It sounds like that's the verse which teaches you Lush and Kodesh. What do you see from Lush and Kodesh? Commercial no, there's missing points over here. Amravo Hachikama. Shanama really meant to say as follows. Va'anu. Like we had earlier. Va'amu. It says in the pasta that Va'anu. That's the words that were used by Eglarufa. Later on it says, Va'anu alavi and Va'amru. Again, the same word Anu. Maniah, and that's talking about by the Hagrizman Harevo by the Levim, 
We said earlier, Lashon Kodesh, Avkan Lashon Kodesh. And then the next point of the Mishnah was, and how is it done? How is it structured? The Seyed, the Egla, Rufa, Ketzad, Kimat, Sechal, Abadama, Yatsa, Zekanecha, Vesheftecha, Shleshim, Ezenagadol, and then we say the structure, how it's done. So the Shanemar and the Mishnah actually is not explained to you, Lashon Kodesh, that was the missing words, which really from the words Vanu. And the Shanemar is going back on the actual structure of Egla Rufa, how it's done, telling you this three, and according to second opinion, five, etc. Vidaymin Chamisha, he says it was five, not three. Ten Rabbanon, Vyatso, Zekanecha, Vesheftecha. Zekanecha, Shnaim. He dashes his Zekanecha is two. Sheftecha, Shnaim, that's another two. So you have five altogether. Shimon says no. The only Yubdash was the Kenachas, two. And again, Amez and Shaki can have an even Bezdin. You had one more, and you have three. So the Chalk is you dash in both words and that. Just the Kenacha, also Shaftacha. Ask the Gemara. What does he do with that extra word? He says that tells you another halacha. You have to take the special ones in the in the shaft and the means, the which special ones, the ones of the bezin of seventy one. And without that, you would just say maybe it just means any any shaft, any any bezin. Yehuda, zikne zikanecha nafki. Could have said zikne. Zikanecha means the special ones. Which which ones? The ones of the bezin of seventy one. Rav Shimon if you would say zikne, have me a few zikne shuk, just regular older people. So, therefore, Zeknecha tells you it means not just regular older people, it means people who are part of Bezdin. But you know, now all you see from there is maybe just regular Sanhedrin. So, Yishtachacha to tell you it means from the Bezdin Agado. So, therefore, now there's no extra word to tell you now five. So, you have the necessity of Zeknecha and Shiftacha want to tell you it means not just an older person. And the second one to tell you it means not just a regular Bezdin, but the special Bezdin of 71. The special ones, which are the ones of Sanjun Agado. He says, No, I learned that from Zikne, 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 Eida. Over there, when talking about the smicha of the animal, it says over there um, um, the word Zikne, and over here it says Zikne also. Over there, it means the ones of Bezno 71. If you're learning from there, from the Pesukim of the Smicha, over there actually with five were used. So if I can learn, I can learn five from there totally. I don't need to have anything more than over here. So you just learn from the whole Gzeri Shava. Gemara says you're right. Gemara drops the Gzeri Shava. It's really the extra Vav, that tells you it's coming to tell you the Minyan, the extra two, and therefore you don't know, you don't need, you need the, you have the, the Vav, Vishetecha to tell you the two. Rav Shimin, the Vav is not Mashpah, that's coming to tell you also the minion, also the amount, and therefore he says, no, just referring to the three itself, and he had just a Kenecha, no, the Vav is not going to add anything more than that, tell you the extra two Shaftim. Okay, we'll stop, we'll continue next week from the top of Nehemiah and Aleph. Have a wonderful day, Yashukach.